0: Christ. You, Christ. Slava Isus Khristu. Happy St. Nicholas Day. Please be seated. Today we feast to celebrate the Feast of St. Nicholas and we're going to have a nice repast after liturgy, which is always nice to get together on great feast days. So Sam asked me this morning who I have special vestments for, what saints. I said, I have special vestments for St. Nicholas and St. Joseph, because those are the, my family, you know, is dedicated to St. Joseph, and we used to have a big party every year. And of course, St. Nicholas is the patron saint of our church. And uh, of our children, I remember uh, Peter, Brother Peter, he, had, he has a son, he has difficulties like all our children today, but uh, I told them a story in summer school of religion. Used to have every year. At the parish, just for a week. It was difficult to have because we don't—I don't get the cooperation I needed. But anyway, I'd have it every year, and uh, now they don't have it anymore. That's a shame. And uh, so, anyway, I told the story that in. I think it was in Buffalo, New York, there was an icon of St. Nicholas, and it had been crying. And so the children asked me, why would St. Nicholas cry? I said, St. Nicholas cries because of the abuse that children have to suffer in our world. The greatest abuse is that many, many children do not have the sacraments. And they don't have parents that hand down to them the faith. So everybody suffers, especially the children. As they grow older, they don't have the confidence they should have in God because that has to be instilled in them as children. I always like St. Nicholas because uh, actually in our church, Christmas is not the time that we really got presents. It was at St. Nicholas Feast. And there was always special food and a party in the parish and a beautiful liturgy. And um, all, the Nic- all the children were anointed with St. Nicholas oil. So some years ago when I was in Italy, I went to Bari, and I got some St. Nicholas oil. It comes out of his bones. And uh, I brought it back, and I've been able to keep it. I've had to cut it once or twice, but you can do that. So today, actually, I'm always anointed with St. Nicholas Oil. You'll be anointed with St. Nicholas Oil. We we Greek Catholics, we Eastern Catholics, are um, closer to the saints in some ways than other groups of people. And when you're coming up as a child, they'll tell you all the legends of the saints. And uh, lots of those things were available. And they'd also tell you what uh, the saints did when they walked the earth. So you never hear that in our society about the saints walking the earth. But in a Slav society, uh, people are closer to the God and to nature and they're dependent upon it. And so they used to tell stories about the saints, and some of them were uh, helping people. St. Nicholas was always helping people, and especially he was helping children. And they told about a farmer, and he had a big wagon with wooden wheels on it, and Saint Nicholas and Saint Sylvester, I think he was a pope, I'm not too sure he was, they were walking on earth and seeing how people were coming along, what they were doing, how they needed help. So Saint Nicholas and Saint Sylvester, they came up upon this man with his this farmer, with his wagon stuck in the mud. And, you know, it's very difficult for one person to get a wagon out of the mud. So they got, so St. Sylvester, he says, well, let's help him, St. Nicholas says. And uh, so Sylvester said, well, I, I can't get my heavenly clothes dirty. So Nicholas looked at him. And he said, I'm going to help him, and you should, too. He couldn't see the saints. They were there, but he would not necessarily see them. And he went to push the wagon, and it just came right up out of the mud. So finally, they had walked around enough, and they went back to heaven. And uh, our Lord saw them. And he says, Saint Nicholas he says, Saint Nicholas, what happened to you? He says, Well, I helped a farmer, and I got my heavenly clothes dirty. He says, <clears throat> He says, those are treasures on your heavenly clothes. You are a real saint. So we have to we have to learn, children, to help people, even if it uh, is a disadvantage to us. And we have to know that the saints are always near us and helping us. Well, when I was being raised, we had a lot of stories about the saints. Unfortunately, the church is not like it used to be, because we had nuns and brothers and monks around and they were always telling the children these wonderful saints' stories and why they should be good. So they used to tell us that if you misbehave and you do naughty things, you embarrass your patron saint, and that embarrasses him before his colleagues in heaven. I never thought about that. But my father was sort of like that. He'd say to me, I didn't like thunder. And we were living in the Midwest, you know. They have thunderstorms all summer. And it's terrible. And it'd make lots of noise. So I'd go into the dining room. We had a formal dining room. I'd crawl under the table. And I'd sit there Daddy told me, he said, if you were a better boy, you know, Jesus wouldn't have to fall so much with his cross. So I'd sit there under the table telling Jesus, I'll try to be better because I just don't like the thunder. Now, that's just a story. I'm sure Jesus would fall with his cross for any of us anyway. But I, re- I learned to have respect for our Lord and the saints, and especially the Mother of God and St. Nicholas. There were many, many, many short stories about St. Nicholas, about planting the fields. I came in the house one time and my Baba, my grandmother was making bread. They had a big, big uh, dish, you know, big, not a dish, it's a big thing. And it was filled, filled with flour and all this stuff and yeast and sugar and whatever milk and they were making bread and the bread was so good and I when she would be praying and she made the bread she mixed the bread and, and I would ask her what are you doing she says I came in from school I said what are you doing she said, I'm praying I said what are you praying to the bread for she says, I'm not praying to the bread She I'm praying that uh, as God rose from the tomb, he'll make the bread rise so we have good bread to eat. They tried to incorporate all their faith in everything they did. Those people were catechized in little villages in Europe, and everybody in the village would tell the stories to the children, and they would learn a lot and they would learn that their best friends were the saints. Our very best friends in life are our Lord, His mother, and our parents. And I'm telling you something, you youngsters. You don't know how much your parents mean to you till you've lost them. But sooner or later, they fall asleep in the Lord. I remember everything they used to do for me. Put up the Christmas tree, make sure there was an Easter basket, take me places, keep me happy when I was sick, set by my bed when I was sick. My aunts would come over, they'd read me stories, beautiful stories, trying to get well, I remember one time it was pretty bad. I was pretty sick and I I thought I was going to die. I've I've died a few, almost died a few times. But anyway, the doctor came and he said to my mother, he said to her, you know, God is his co-pilot. They used to say that in the 40s. And my mother says, he's going to be okay because we're going to pray. Now you always wonder about my vocation, so I wound up in the hospital and my mother, when I woke up in the sickness, she looked at me and she said, you know, while you're alive I said, I'm getting better she says, no, you're going to be a priest that's why God's keeping you I was only eight. It's a dramatic story about angels and saints and your parents, your best friends. Some people use bad language, especially children. They pick it up from school and sometimes from the adults. You should not use bad language. You should ask your saints for help when you're disgusted or you're upset. You shouldn't have realized that we have a whole thousands and thousands of saints who are trying to help you. You shouldn't push them away. You should be close to them, especially when you're sick. And sooner or later, you're going to die. And you're going to call upon the saints your patron saint, your guardian angel. My guardian angels help me a lot of times, I know that. I've been sick very many, many times and I've seemed to have been pulled through because my mother prayed, my father, the family prayed, and the angels and saints were near. Those people prayed. Don't use bad language. If you're upset, Start talking to the angels and saints. If you're having trouble with your children, tell them they're upsetting their saints. So they tell the story about this young man who is very wealthy. He lived in Constantinople. He was like a prince. Lots of money. And where you're, you know where there's money, There'll be people who say they're your friends. Be careful. Keep your money to yourself. Use it for good. So they had, he he died. Young man, but he died. And as they carried him through the streets to put him in his resting place, another young man was standing there crying. And the people went over and said, what what are you crying about? This, This man was very wealthy, and after his funeral, we're going to have a big party. There'll be all sorts of things to eat and drink. He says, no. He says, that's not why I'm crying. I'm crying because I'm his guardian angel, and he didn't, I didn't take good care of him. We say in uh, the Eastern Church, in the Western Church, they have purgatory. And in, in the Eastern Church, we have a journey when we die. It's a 40-day journey. And when you die, you go to the priests or your relatives die. You have liturgy said for them on the seventh day, on the 40th day, and the first year of their anniversary, and uh, so anyway, this journey, and the toll gates they call them, and so anyway, I know they talk. The mystics talk about them. It's not in the Bible, uh, you know, and uh, it seems like everybody believes that we have to make reparation for our sins before we can get into heaven. All Christian religions, I guess, that are apostolic believe that. So anyway, uh, as you go through those gates, some of them are say, well, he was a liar. The devil will be there. He was a liar. He's not worthy of heaven. But your friends, your guardian angel, and your patron saints will say, no, we, we remember a time when he told the truth. And so this, then, they, you, you get out, and, and it goes on and on like that. You say, well, he was, he was stingy. And your guardian angel, or your saint, will say, no, he also gave to the poor, and he gave to the church, so he wasn't stingy. And he raised his children, he wasn't stingy and they'll let him go on to the next place, you know. These people, these angels and saints, they know your faults, but they're on your side, and they're rooting for you. They want you to be in heaven. Saint Nicholas is such a saint, especially for you children. So you get in trouble at home, think of the tears of Saint Nicholas as he cries for children. Think of the children that don't even know about him and don't have these beautiful feasts. And think of the help you'll need as you go along, especially when you're a teenager. There's a lot of problems being a teenager. You're changing, you're going, becoming adult, you're sexually developing, Uh, You have to decide things like if you're going to get educated or what are you going to do with your life. And those uh, decisions are hard. But if you pray and ask God and your saints to show you the path, they will do so. The one thing you do not want to do is stop praying. Because you have Whole military on your side in the heavenly kingdom. So today we celebrate Saint Nicholas. There's always a great day in our church. He's the patron saint of the Byzantine Catholic Church. And uh, more churches are named after Saint Nicholas. The only person who has more is uh, Our Lady, she has more than Saint Nicholas. They go throughout the world. I remember when I was in Saint, I was in uh, England. I met this Englishman. He used to talk to me all the time about his boat. He used to have a boat, and he'd go out there. He knows all sorts of water around England. It's an island. And uh, I bought him a little, just a little simple thing—a little, maybe four by five icon of Saint Nicholas. And I, when I saw him, I says, here, I bought you something for your boat. St. Nicholas is the patron saint of sailors. You'd have thought I gave him a million dollars. He was so happy with me. He says, nobody ever gets anything for my boat. So, dear children, it's not what you do that makes it valuable. It's how you do it. The gift does not have to be extremely valuable, but it has to be meaningful. The icon of Saint Nicholas is always meaningful, because a lot of people know what it means. We should be always cheerful, always loving God, always at prayer, and always helping our neighbor. And if we're cheerful and we're loving God, and we give them a small thing, it'll be a great fortune to them. As great fortunes do not make people happy, like the young man that died and his guardian angel, sometimes that can be your worst thing that can happen to you. But small things given with great love, like the gifts that come from St. Nicholas, make us very happy. And we're happy this day on this feast. Name the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen.